Now, um, the big theme for today, this morning, um, is centered around the idea of the temple and a curtain in the temple that was torn when Jesus died on the cross. And we'll be reading that reading after my talk. So this curtain here represents the big curtain that was torn. But I thought I'd, I wanted to just have spend some time for us, with us to think about what is the significance of that. Why is that so important? And what was the significance of the temple? What was the temple? The temple for Jewish people in the time of Jesus and before was the most important building that they had. It was the centre of their worship. It was the centre of their culture. It was the centre of their arts and their thought and their community life. It was, first of all, God's dwelling place. It was also known as the house of the Lord. It was a sanctuary. Now, it's not that God was only in the temple. They, they had enough sophisticated thought to realise that God's not contained in a building. He could actually be specially present in the temple, in their understanding, and also present everywhere and seated on his throne in heaven. When they looked at the temple, they were reminded of God's presence. It made sense to them this idea that God could be in the temple and everywhere and in, in the heavens as well because it was actually architecturally designed in a special way. It was designed as like a sketch of heaven. Uh, when you walked through the building, you saw images, design, that were all pointing to the understanding of heaven. So it was God's dwelling place. It was also uh, a microcosm of creation. So there are many parallels between the Genesis creation and how the, the temple was designed. There was a light in the temple that represented the light of creation. Uh, the temple was created in seven years and that reflected the Jewish understanding of the, the world being created in seven days as it's written in Genesis. There were waters in a bronze reservoir in the temple that represented the waters of the, over the chaos you read about in Genesis chapter 1 at the start of the Bible. So the temple was like a microcosm of the creation. But thirdly, the temple of Israel, because of this, it was understood as the very centre of the universe. Now this sounds like a strange idea, but to the Jewish people they had a theological understanding of this. This is the centre of the universe. Fourthly, it evoked the pristine beauty of the Garden of Eden. It was the one place where people could get close to the presence of God in a kind of a similar way to the way Adam and Eve did in Eden. Fifthly, it was uh, a symbol of God's victory. So that the presence of this building meant that God was victorious over his enemies. So it gave them a sense of confidence and dominance. Sixthly, it, the temple represented their community. When the temple was strong, so were the people. We can read through times in the Bible, in the Old Testament, where the temple was ransacked, was torn apart, and at those times, Israel was in the similar place. It reflected their spiritual condition as a community. Seven, the temple was a place of communication. 
So the uh, scriptures were taught. The people went to the temple, talked about God. It was a place where you learned about the law of God. Eight, the temple was the embodiment of God's people, longing for justice, peace, and blessing. It was at the temple that the law was taught and practiced, and people understood how God wanted the world to be, what was right, what was wrong, what was righteous, what was sinful. And temple worship, when they went to worship there, they couldn't just worship and then also be living in a way that was unjust. The prophets came and and, uh, rebuked and told them off for that, said, God hates your worship because on the one hand you're, you're, you're persecuting the poor and then you're coming to me for worship. They had to have their their sense of justice matching up with their worship. Nine, the temple was a holy place. It represented the dwelling place of God on earth, so it was a symbol of holiness. The further into the temple precincts you went, the closer to the holiness of God you went. And only certain people could go in there. So um, before the time of Jesus, and, and even during the time of Jesus, the Gentiles... Uh, the non-Jews were not allowed past the first court because they weren't considered holy enough. Then, the, then some Jews could go through if they were purified, and then the priests could go into the next bit, and only one special high priest could go in once a year to the Holy of Holies, the very centre. It was a dangerous place, the Holy of Holies, because God's presence was there. So what was the temple? It was the centre of worship, God's dwelling place, an image of heaven, a microcosm of the creation, the centre of the universe, symbolic of God's victory, a place of communication, symbolic of the community, an embodiment of the longing for justice, and a holy place. A lot of things. One of the most vivid ways, actually, that the temple showed its holiness was in the sacrifices that were performed there. Now, most ancient cultures had a way of doing sacrifice. And for the Jews, blood, fire, and smoke were images of that. Sacrifices symbolised they owed everything to God. Because of our sin, we owe God everything. We owe Him our lives. And so the animals and the vegetables even were sacrificed in place of us. The book of Leviticus, you can read about how that all worked. Sheep, goats, doves, pigeons, wheat, barley, olive oil, wine, and frankincense, all of these were offered. And they were sometimes eaten by the priests and the worshippers. Many different ways sacrifices could be made. And these all had different purposes. But the sacrifices had limited effect. You had to keep going back over and over again through your life to stay right with God. The temple was a really, really important place. But if you were a Jew, the temple also highlighted something about you, about a separation between you and God. On the one hand, God had come down and made his presence available in the temple. But then on the other hand, the temple highlighted highlighted your sinfulness. It highlighted your inability to keep the law, to, to live a righteous life. It emphasised the fact that you needed a priest, a special holy man, to be an intermediary between you and God. It highlighted a kind of a separation between you and God. 
And just as Adam and Eve had been kicked out of the Garden of Eden because of their sin, so you could not go right into the centre of the temple. You were locked out because of your sin. Okay, I've talked about the temple. Now let's think about Jesus and the moment of Jesus' death on the cross. The Roman soldiers had nailed him to the gruesome cross, their device of execution, and he was close to death. And something really important was about to happen. The sky turned black at three o'clock in the afternoon, a very strange thing wasn't supposed to happen. It was like the cosmos was reacting. There was an earthquake and then another earthquake a bit later. The rocks even split open. And then something very dramatic happened. It says, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. What did this mean? It was saying something about what Jesus' death achieved. Now, there were actually two curtains in the temple. There was the great outer curtain that covered the entrance to the sanctuary as a whole. And the bar, we, we think we know from historians that the, the curtain was about 25 metres tall, not even taller than that curtain, about seven storeys high. It hung in front of the gold-plated wooden doors of the same height. And there was also an inner curtain which um, separated the Holy of Holies from the sanctuary. Now we think that the curtain that was torn was actually the outer curtain, because that's why people could see it happening. And the fact that a seven-storey high curtain tore from top to bottom says that this is God's power at the work. Something is happening and God's doing it. This is a gesture from God. Jesus is being killed on the cross and God is responding. He's showing his wrath. He's also showing his love. What did this curtain being torn mean? I reckon it says something about why Good Friday is good. Here's the two reasons. First of all, the torn curtain shows that Jesus' death means that the temple is no longer needed. God doesn't need it anymore. He doesn't need the temple and his rituals anymore. Jesus had actually replaced the temple completely. See, when Jesus came and was born a little baby and walked around, he became the temple. He is the presence of God. He's God's presence on earth. Wherever he walked, God was walking. That's why people wanted to be near him. But Jesus' death showed that he'd also become the priest offering the sacrifice and the sacrifice itself. And this wasn't like the sacrifices that were performed in the temple up until Jesus' time. This was a perfect sacrifice, offering himself to die. And he was doing what the lambs and the vegetables and the bulls and the pigeons, they could not achieve this. Sins could be completely forgiven because of Jesus' death. The temple was now redundant. There was a better way. Now you might be here today aware of your own failings. You might feel a sense of shame because of things that you've done. Or because of what others have said about you. This Good Friday, know that through believing in Jesus, you can have your sins completely forgiven. 
Now, I know that you're unlikely to be thinking that so far in your life you've had to go and perform sacrifices to get God to love you. Do you know what? I reckon while we don't do it the way the Jews did it thousands of years ago, we do try and win God's favour in other ways. Perhaps you've been trying to get God to forgive you by earning his favour. Perhaps you've been trying to desperately live as a really good person so that God will love you. You don't need to do that anymore. Good Friday is good because Jesus died so that your sins could be forgiven, so that you don't have to feel shame anymore. Jesus is your perfect sacrifice. So that's the first reason. The second reason is that the, the temple being, being torn shows us that Jesus death has made God's presence available to all those who believe in him. There was no longer any exclusion from God. The, the curtain is like a symbol of the separation between us and God, but that curtain has gone. Because Jesus died, we, we could all do the, the thing that the high priest could do. The high priest could walk into the presence of God and the Holy of Holies. Now, all believers can do that. So while it's quite dramatic and final that the temple is coming to an end, it's actually a positive thing because we can have direct access to God. This was a dramatic, apocalyptic sign of what God is doing. And think about this. I said earlier that the temple is like an architectural sketch of the cosmos, of the universe. When the temple curtain is torn, it's like the cosmos is being poured out on the world. The heavens are pouring out. Now there's a new accessibility to God. It's like we can be like what Adam and Eve were, walking in the presence of God. So can you see why Good Friday is good? Many people, you, you might have a sense of God. Perhaps you go into nature and you, you, you sense him and you look around and you think, I, 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 feel like, I feel like I can sense God. Maybe you sense God in the art gallery or at a gig. You might, you might sense, oh, this music's really stirring my heart. Perhaps you're lying in bed at night and you're thinking about stuff and you, you feel God's presence. Let me tell you that God was there in, in nature. He was there in the art gallery. He was there in the gig. He was there when you were lying in bed at night. In fact, the Bible says that you existed as a thought in God's mind even before your mum and dad met and conceived you. And when you were conceived and then born, God was there with you too. He journeyed with you throughout your life and he's been there through your hard times and your good times. He knows you honestly. He knows you warts and all. He knows you without your mask on. But did you know that you can even be closer to God than that? It's not just the vibe of the presence. In fact, I spent all this time talking about the significance of the temple. But the amazing promise of Jesus is that by believing in him, you can become a temple of God. You can become everything that the temple was. God will send his spirit to dwell in you if you believe in him. You can worship God with all of your life. And you will have a full taste of heaven, just as the temple was a sketch of heaven. Unlike Adam and Eve, you can be in the presence of God and not be ashamed. Jesus' death meant victory over sin and death. And you can benefit from that victory. Remember, the temple is a sign of victory. 
And with God's presence in your life, you can learn about him. So the temple is a place of communicating about God. You can learn about God as you read the Bible. You can join the community of believers, the church. You can long for God's justice and speak his truth and righteousness into the world. You can be holy because Jesus gives you his holiness. That's why Good Friday is good. No longer any need for the temple because Jesus died on the cross and now you can become a temple of the Holy Spirit. And the church together is a community of people and together we become a temple as well. So let me invite you this Easter to say yes to Jesus, to believe in him and to receive his forgiveness, the benefits of his perfect sacrifice, and to have the heavens opened up and poured out onto you. How amazing is that? so that you can live now and forever with God.